Welcome to Destruction Reviews Podcast. My name is Jason, along with Jeremiah. Today we're going to be discussing Blue Beetle, directed by Angel Manuel Soto, starring Sholo Maraduena, Susan Sarandon, Bruno Margazine, Raul Trujillo, George Lopez, and Adriana Barraza as Nana. Jeremiah, what were your initial thoughts coming out of the theater? My initial thoughts are it was a very good movie. I was uh, very, very satisfied with what I got out of this movie. Um, And that's big for me, man, because I love DC. Mm -hmm. I love uh, Justice League, Superman, all of those characters. But the movies just haven't cut it for me, man, up until this point. This was um, one of the better ones I've seen from the DC uh, I, I really liked it. I really liked it. It's one of the better ones that you've seen in the DC. What if there's a? I don't want to mm-hmm. spoil your review of it, but would you put it up in a top tier level? Uh, to make it short, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and what other movies would be in that tier? I would have to put Black Adam in there. Uh, the Shazam movies are really good. Yeah, those are fun. Um, and that would probably be it, man. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, if if I really want to stretch it out, I would say uh, the first what was that Superman Men of Steel. Yeah, that was that was decent. Okay. That was decent. I I just love Superman so much, man. It's hard to knock anything involving Superman. <laughs> right. You know. <laughs> what about uh, some of the Batman movies? Have you liked? Ah, uh, thanks for reminding me. Yeah. Uh, the Batman with Robert Patterson. Yeah. Very good. Excellent. Very Excellent. good. Excellent. Uh, I'm a huge Blue Beetle fan. I, I, it's funny, like, I never wanted a Blue Beetle movie, but in 2005, I really got into the character. Um, I was reading some comic books with the Ted Cord version of uh, Blue Beetle, and he was murdered in an in a amazing beginning to a storyline called Infinite Crisis, which was one of my favorite comic storylines. And uh, about a year later after... So in May 2005, Ted Kord dies. But a year later, Jaime Reyes is introduced in the comic books in 2006. So this version of the Blue Beetle that we see on the screen is exactly the one that I really got into. So I was really hyped when I saw that trailer. Like, <laughs> dude, this is this looks just like what I remembered reading. Right. And... Uh, uh, I really have enjoyed the, the DC movies lately. Black Adam, I thought, was one of the best movies I saw this year yes, or sir. in the last year or so. The Shazam movies were really entertaining. Like, maybe I wasn't ex- expecting anything, mm-hmm. but uh, it um, it's uh, it is fun movies, and I am so. Uh, excited for what we were about to see uh so uh i'm sorry i'm just i'm totally thinking like thoughts in my head uh i guess one of the first things i'm gonna say that i really really liked about this movie was the effects of the blue beetle suit yes sir dude that the the look of it it was sharp uh it 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 fit uh, the actor's body really well. Like, it just... I mean, it looked like it came off the comic book pages. 
uh, and it just, there were little moments like when he was maybe talking to somebody mm-hmm. uh, and like the antennae or the, I guess that's antennae. Oh, right, right. Of, okay. of, the, of the back of the beetle suit mm-hmm. would kind of light up and move. Mm-hmm. Uh, while he was like having a conversation with somebody, I just the, the attention to detail I thought was so nice. Uh, yeah, man, I would have to agree with you. The suit was awesome, awesome, awesome. Great, great design. It didn't look like it was too much going on. Right. Uh, I love the fact that they put they once he got um, once he you know finally came together with the the beetle. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that they didn't make the beetle like disappear. He was you could actually see the beetle on his back. Yes, right. That was really cool. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Um, you know, uh, like I said, the design was great. The color scheme was really good. It was uh it was well designed, man. Great looking superhero. <coughs> cool cool looking superhero. Over over everything else, this was a very uh cool very just awesome looking superhero character. I think that that was ten out of ten as far as his design. Along with that, the transformation of when the scarab um, attra- uh, joins with him, mm-hmm. and we see that first transformation of the suit uh, uh, linking up to you know the. The, the skin of Jaime, that was outstanding. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir, it was. It, man, man, in my in my honest opinion, it almost turned into, like, a small horror film for yeah. a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that scene was, like, pure horror because, man, it looked painful. And uh, I kind of like how they, they put that in there, that um, not only did he not want the scarab, but when it took over him, yep. it was, like, this is going to be really painful. Yeah. And, it, and you can just see it, man. The, the, the transformation with how painful it was when he finally bond, bonded with the scarab, it, it almost led you to believe he's going to be really powerful. Absolutely. Because, it, like I said, the transformation, it just went through his whole body, man. It looked really painful. It was cool. That was, dude, that was dope. So, so, dude, it was so... <laughs> like, and it felt... It felt so so real, like I like we were going through it with him. Yeah, and and like he didn't want this to happen. He didn't want this. He didn't ask for it. Mm-hmm. But the scarab chose him for for reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and in kind of uh, going along with the look of things, mm-hmm. the opening of the film with their title design and their um, the color scheme. I mean, even right from the the, the the beginning of the Warner Brothers logo into the DC logo, yep. uh, with the neon and the the um, that that, 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 that vibrant blue yes. and that what is it was it a fuchsia color yeah, pink uh, purple no fuchsia okay that's, that's a great color. <laughs> great <It> look <laughs> man so good man it, it looked just, really good it was so captivating right from the start yep uh, they really uh, they really hooked me I yep. mean. Uh, all, you, all the way down to the music, man. Like yes. those, uh, those bass, mm-hmm. those bass. What was that? Uh, like a guitar, a strong bass, strong. Uh-huh. Something on bass. And that that was just really good. How they were, boom, big yeah. bass. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know. It was like, oh man, it was uh, a little ominous. Mm-hmm. You know, it was cool. Yeah, the uh, the composer uh, was a guy by the name of Bobby Kerlick. Okay. He um, 
he has done mu- music for one of the more interesting horror films of the last year called Midsummer, mm. which um, it's an elevated horror film. It's really interesting. But he's also done music for a PlayStation game by the name of Returnal. I have that PlayStation game. And did you like the game? I did. I like the game. Very difficult game, though. Okay. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he he composed it. Okay, nice. So, nice. Uh, a little tie-in with another PlayStation reference. <laughs> uh, and I guess I'm going to finish with the music saying, you know, sometimes in these movies, I get, I get kind of, like, turned off when they put in popular music sometimes. Okay. But there's a... In the in the climax of the film, when Jaime is about to face uh, the Super Omac, mm-hmm. they start playing uh, "I Ain't Going Out Like That" by Cypress Hill. Yeah, dude, I, I, dude, I popped. I was like, <laughs> dude, I'm 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 hyped. Like, <laughs> like it was just it was. Mm-hmm. They used the bass. Talking about that bass again, mm-hmm. they used the bass to kind of like set the mood, like doom, 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 mm-hmm. as as Jaime is about ready to kind of like make his hero stance right i'm like that was perfect yeah they nailed it man oh. they nailed it oh <laughs> uh, man they did lots of very good things in this movie and like i said it was so refreshing to see because i mean let's just be honest the other dc movies they're they're borderline terrible yeah <laughs> <laughs> they are borderline terrible besides the fact <laughs> that they have the characters you love or yeah. we love in them <sighs> yeah right man uh, I want to. I want to divert just a second. Okay. We had just been talking about this a few days ago. The Flash just came to HBO Max, and we um, Jeremiah rewatched it again. Now, when we first left uh, the Flash back in the theaters, coming out of it, we we're just like, "This is one of the best movies I've ever seen." Mm-hmm. Uh, the story, the effects, the surprises at the end, the surprises in the third act. Uh, then we got to watch it again. With a critical eye. Mm-hmm. And Jeremiah, what was your thoughts? <laughs> it sucked, man. <laughs> <laughs> and that hurts me, man. Because The Flash, he's my favorite of the DCs. <laughs> yes. He's my favorite. And they always, they never do him uh, any service, man. He's always the last to get, you know, a show, a movie, a video game. He always, like, just gets the short end of the stick. And when I saw him making it to the big screen, I said, you know, this is it. They're going to do him the right way. And I was just so geeked, so happy when we went to see it in the theater. Mm-hmm. Almost couldn't get past that. But, man, when I sat down and I, I said, okay, I'm going to go over this, you know, with my critical eye, uh, I found, you know, multiple things that I, I really didn't like that like that. I, I really didn't like. There were, uh, and the, the probably the biggest one is, they forgot one of the biggest characters. Mm-hmm. Maybe they didn't forget him. Maybe they tried to pull him off in a different way. But I feel like that was a mistake. Uh, because, uh, you know, as we all know, Flash's biggest rival is the reverse Flash. Okay. Uh, and you can't do any kind of paradox scenario without him. Right. So take take that and make of it what you will. So heading into this film, mm-hmm. had you known much about the Blue Beetle? No, no. I, 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 this is I, this is pretty much baseline for me. Going into this film, I wanted to learn about Blue Beetle mm-hmm. because uh, I've seen him before. Uh, I know who the character is, but like for instance, I didn't know his name. You know, uh, <coughs> it, it, there was just things, lots of things about his story that I didn't know. I wasn't familiar with. Only thing I was familiar with was that he's the Blue Beetle. 
the, the Beatle chooses him. And I knew that, I also knew that this was, in his story, he didn't want the Beatle to choose him. It was like a forceful thing. Right. So I knew, I knew those things. I knew that he was blue. He was a blue Beatle. Uh, magic Scarab. Yep. And that he didn't want those powers initially. Right. The the effects overall in this film I thought were spectacular. Mm-hmm. The when he first I think it's when he first gets the suit, mm-hmm. um, and somehow he he lands in the city, mm-hmm. and in one scene he like the suit protects him mm-hmm. from an oncoming bus. And cuts oh. that bus in half. I thought, dude, <laughs> I mean, I just, I remember sitting in the theater just whispering. I'm like, look at that. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, like, I don't know if that was CGI or they split an actual bus in half. Like, mm-hmm. they made half a bus. But it looked awesome. Yes. Like, I, I just, if, if I was a... I think this movie's made for teenagers okay. uh, overall, right? Mm-hmm. Like somebody, like a young person, 14, 15 years old, would then follow the DCU for the next 10 years, hopefully. If mm-hmm. that was my first movie, I'm just blown away by these effects. Yeah, man. That, that The scene uh, that you just mentioned was really cool. I feel like that really stood out. Um, uh, and not, you know, not only were the effects cool, but it led you... It, it it showed you how powerful he truly was. Yeah. He, he the Blue Beetle, and that's probably one of the most surprising things that I found out during the movie. He's a very powerful character, very powerful. Um, you know, if you stack him up against some of the other superheroes who they debuted, he could probably take a lot of them down, man. I think so. I mean, you I know? think I think you could take he could take out uh, Shazam. Take out Shazam. He could take out Aquaman. Oh. You know, I hope he was. You know, I hope he does. (laughs) He can take out Aquaman. Aquaman is terrible. (laughs) Uh, You know, and 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 as far as the Top Guns, he'd hold his own. I think so. You know, I think he'd hold his own. He was fast. He was strong. Uh, uh, You know, um, and he had lots of cool abilities. Man, he could you know manifest weapons and uh, any weapon he wanted. Any weapon he can imagine is was what the Scarab told him. Anything he can imagine, I could bring to real life. Yep. Um, he was uh, mostly sword based. Yeah. Uh, you know, mostly sword based, which, which led to a different um, uh, section of his abilities that I think sets him aside from the other DC heroes. He was really, really good at hand to hand combat. Yeah. Really. Besides Batman, you know, he was a really, really good hand to hand combatant. Right. Well, it's martial arts. Yep. I think that was really cool. So yeah, there were moments where he didn't need. Those weapons, mm-hmm. um, and uh, um, oh, you know, so something that we I hadn't even thought of till we were talking about the hand to hand stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was even a moment where like his sister got like a power oh. glove or like a power weapon, right? Uh, based from the the old Ted Cord technology yep. so she, you know she even got like a, <laughs> a mini upgrade mini upgrade <laughs> yeah I think she had like well, what did she have like a um, there was, like a super fist and like a, a super, shield yeah fist a shield and maybe a hammer of some sort right right something like that right but it was cool though it was cool <coughs> uh, um, 
one of the biggest themes of the whole movie is family. Mm. And there's a lot to like. Uh, Okay, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go negative first. I'll say what I liked about the family aspect was that um, they they showed you know a middle or lower class family who are striving to get by uh, is dealing with living in maybe an underdeveloped neighborhood uh, with corporate greed kind of like bearing down on them. And they would stick together, and I really love that. Uh, and um, I thought that I thought uh, the family characters were were pretty well developed. Um, but my favorite family member is Nana. <laughs> and uh, before I get into what I didn't like about the family, I'm gonna say Nana's character was amazing because <laughs> she. That lady has probably seen it all. Yeah. And when she comes out holding a Gatling gun, <laughs> right. ready to lay waste to some, some Omax, I mean, I think the, I think, I know the theater pop, I know we popped. Uh-huh. And she's just ready to kick butt. And it was... <laughs> it's like, I want to see that story. Right. Give me that comic book. Man, wasn't expecting that no. from Nana. <laughs> wasn't expecting that, man. Was not expecting that. She even took her like her. Uh, if you if you remember, yeah. she had her hair like in this like this bun uh-huh. the whole movie. And then when it was time to kick butt, she let her hair down. And it was like, what? <laughs> are, what is going on right now? <laughs> so that was really, really, really cool, man. That was like something unexpected. I don't think anybody saw that coming. No, nobody at all. Like like like, like I thought they were setting her up. Uh, to have some kind of, uh, you know, uh, dramatic death. Yeah. You know, push the Blue Beetle even further. Right. You know, something like that. Uh, but no, man, she she was right in on it. She kicked butt right along with him. <laughs> <laughs> kicked oh. butt right along. And, and, and just to hit on um, what you said about the family, also, like several things about the whole family concept. I like the fact that uh, they were very close. Um, and you know, it was just a you know traditional story, um, middle to lower class family. Their son Jaime, uh, Jaime, yep, he was the first of the family to go to college and graduate. Yep. Uh, you know, his fa- uh, while he was at school, you know, there were things that the family didn't tell him mm-hmm. that he came back home to, to to find out his father had a heart attack. Uh, they were losing the house. Mm-hmm. Um, real problems, man. Real yeah. problems, and it was delivered in a way that seemed real. You know, yeah. uh, you know, they didn't tell him about the heart attack because that's something that could that could kick you right out of school, man. Yep. You you you're doing you're away from home. You're hitting the books, and then you get a call saying your father had a heart attack. You're coming home, man. Right. You know, so that was really cool. Uh, very well done. Very well done. There there was some. Some things we didn't like that we're going to hit on in a few. But I would say for the most part, we're very well done. Uh, and for the record, uh, if if um, you're wondering what uh, Jaime went to school for, he went for a lawyer, uh, for law. <laughs> he went to Gotham Law. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a little... A little reference of that it's still part of the giant DC universe that it, 
you know, there probably will be a Batman mm-hmm. connection at some point if there's a future future movies. Hopefully a, a Justice League. Oh man, so <laughs> good. But I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, man. This is a Hispanic director. It's mostly a Hispanic cast. I'm sure that the writers were Hispanic, or mm-hmm. some of them were. Uh, the fact that they made this family so over the top to me. <laughs> too Hispanic. Too Hispanic. <laughs> like, like, you know, look, I, I'm a white guy. Jeremiah is black. Like, mm-hmm. like this is not like a, this is not like. We're, we're, not, we're not attacking Hispanics. No, but like. I'm watching it and I'm feeling embarrassed for the mm-hmm. community that they're portraying. Absolutely. Uh, the, the there's a scene where where Jaime goes to get a job at Cord Industries, and the whole family's there. They're there to support him. At least that's how the scene starts. <laughs> and then George Lopez's character, Uncle Rudy, who has his own uh, political thoughts, mm-hmm. is shouting and just you know <laughs> burn these fascists down and you know, you look like an a hole and this and that and it and and oh. <laughs> and they're just being loud and obnoxious and I'm thinking to myself mm-hmm. this is terrible <laughs> right what a what a terrible way to portray a ordinary Hispanic family right um it just came off as classless. I mean, the 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 place that he went to interview this job for was a very prestigious building. Yep. Everybody's in suits, including Jaime. Yep. Suits, you know, business attire. This is a place of business and profession. Um, and to see them, you know, almost to portray it as, you know, uh, a Hispanic family doesn't care where they are; they'll do this anywhere. Yeah. That wasn't that wasn't cool to me, man. I, I mean, like you said, you're white, I'm black. Now, what if you know we had another movie where it was the uh, black, quote unquote, black superhero, right. and you know, all they do is eat chicken. Right. You know, <laughs> like right. come on, man. Right. You, we gotta find a better way to, uh, right. you know, portray the culture of yeah. different different races. It's 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 it, it's. It's terrible. It just <laughs> I, 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 this is the first Latino superhero lead that I can think of. I mean, <laughs> you know, Disney's trying to do that with Ms. Marvel. You know, mm-hmm. she's Indian and she's a teenager, and they're trying to like bring the the family culture into that show. And and in in the upcoming Ms. Mar, the upcoming Marvels movie, mm-hmm. we're gonna see a little bit of that Indian culture as well. And I thought they were pretty good with it. It wasn't, it wasn't over the top. It wasn't like, uh, it wasn't crazy. But like, you know, we can all understand uh, college debt. We can understand rising rent costs. Mm-hmm. Um, we can understand um, uh, the uh, the idea that if you are a Mexican or uh, a black or somebody that's considered a minority mm-hmm. that you're not going to call the police. Right. You're not, you're, you know, you're, you're worried about your own safety because of the perception of somebody else. And I, that's relatable, but then they just pushed the bar to where I was just like, I almost, I almost, well, I will say this. 
every time George Lopez was on screen, I hated it. <laughs> That's unfortunate, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, we're going to differ on this, but I think he was absolutely the worst part of this movie. Well, you know, because... Uh, for me, I'm right, not, right. I don't know what you thought okay. or what the listeners think, but for me, I just I couldn't stand him. And I can see that, man, because he was over the top. Yeah, he was he was very over the top. He was like, um, I feel like they basically said, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna put all these parts of a Hispanic culture and Hispanic family in here, and then George Lopez is gonna be the worst of them all. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna put George Lopez in, and he's gonna be the worst. That we can put in this movie, we're gonna embody it in him because you know he did. He was just over the top, man. Right at all times. I mean, th- now it's George Lopez, so he's funny. You know, he's funny. He's you sure. know, charismatic. I, I you did know. laugh at parts. Mm-hmm. I did thought. I did think some of his stuff was funny, but mm-hmm. then he just didn't stop. Right. Yep. At some point, you gotta, you know, you gotta tighten that up a little bit, and you know, uh, you know, give. Uh, uh, Hispanic family some justice, man. Yeah. Uh, let them, not even them, because who's to say if any Hispanic family would actually take, you know, uh, offense to what we saw. Yeah. But even with that being said, you want to leave the people who aren't Hispanic, uh, Hispanic, you want them to leave the theater with a sense of, you know, respect. Uh-huh. You know, you want to leave some dignity on a table for the Hispanics. Right, because that's, you know, in all, in some ways, we're all prejudiced. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 for whatever you see somebody, mm-hmm. you prejudge them. That's prejudice. Yep. And if the theater or the movie or book or TV show is showing this version of the culture, that's all you're gonna know. Yeah. I mean, like like Jeremiah said, if 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 it was, you know. A black superhero mm-hmm. and they're eating chicken or watermelon or mm-hmm. any other stereotype you can think of you would think is that what people think of me right you know if 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 i'm a if i'm watching a superhero movie and you know it's a white guy and he's you know you know uh like drinking beer or doing meth or you know, something, some version of a redneck version of a white person. It's mm-hmm. like, well, that's not everybody. That's not me. Uh, and I don't know if Hispanic people are going to... Maybe they have a fun Uncle Rudy in their house. And, um, you know, they they really like that it's funny. And, you know, we all have one of those in our family. But uh, to me, it just... It just killed certain scenes for me, and it's, you know, I mean, I, I don't. I, uh, it's it's really hard to talk about this because once again, we're not talking down on Hispanic families, Hispanic culture. We want to make that very very clear. But from the outside looking in, you could have done something better to portray them in a better light. I mean, that's just the, that's just the facts about it, man. I mean, you know, we don't have to sugarcoat it. Uh, you know, the world is split into many, many different, you know, yep. uh, you know, places and factions, and you just you just don't want to add anything to the bad pot 
that's that's right. already humongous. Right. You know why? You know why do something like that? I, I mean, it just it. it I guess if you want to say it was all about the comedy factor, mm. and then you say, well, okay, but at the same time, there's a negative with that too because you don't want to make fun of their culture. Right. You know, there. You know, they are people, and you don't. You just don't want to make fun of them. Right. You know, and when you do things like that, it's hard not to make fun of them because this is, hey, this is all we know. This is all you showed us. I don't know anything about Hispanic families. So, you know, take take from that what you will. But uh, personally, me and Jason believe that they could have done a better job with that. Yeah. Do better. Be better. (laughs) Right. Be better. Be better, DC. Oh man, and and just while we're on this point, just to make it clear that I'm we're not picking on Hispanics. Take the Black Panther movies, oh my for God. example. I felt I feel just as uncomfortable uh, talking exactly. about that. Exactly, they're they're not too much better, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I won't go on a huge rant about this because this is about Blue Beetle. But like I said, they're not too much better. They're not too much better. Right. I mean, you know, you get a uh, a black culture of people, and who's the enemy? The white man, yeah. quote unquote. They didn't ever said it, but every you know the bad guy was the white guy until right. you know number two. He was a Hispanic guy, but Hispanic guy. you know you know I didn't like that in right. the first one. Why is it black versus white? Man, it, I mean, you're in Wakanda. Why not? Why isn't the other bad yeah. guy a black guy? Wasn't uh, well, I mean, Killmonger was the bad guy. But yeah. I'm just saying it was implied that the white person was not viewed as a good guy right. to the Wakanda people. Uh, because the yeah they uh, I'm trying uh, that was the biggest reason that just turned me off of that movie mm-hmm. um, and um, I, I know I think the way they edited this movie I think they tried to balance that mm-hmm. uh, because there's enough I mean it takes like thirty minutes before we the scarab even gets to Jaime True. you know so we're <laughs> We're really setting up this family dynamic, um, but uh, along the lines of this, the his, the family representation, is it possible mm-hmm. that there was too much of the family in this movie? That's a good question, man, because looking back, after you asked me that, um, it wasn't just Jaime. Right. Uh, a lot of his family, pretty much all of them, joined in on the fight. Yep. I mean, um, uh, just to get a little ahead of where we are now, his father passed away. Yep. But he was still a big factor in the movie. Yeah, he was. Uh, and then every other family character that they introduced, they all joined in on the fight. Uh, he didn't have to save, per se, any of them, really. Did he? Uh, no, because mm-hmm. uh, his sister... Got away with her power glove. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rudy and his mom stayed on the ship, mm-hmm. and Nana had the Gatling gun. Mm-hmm. So the only one he saved was Jenny because she was captured. Right. And and you know, <laughs> once again, they portrayed her as someone who was a Hispanic. But as far as I know, Cubans are. Hispanic, yes. Uh, we're talking about Jenny? Yes. Jenny Cord. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, she, I didn't... Okay. I didn't get the fact that mm-hmm. she was Hispanic. I just thought okay. she just knew Spanish. Knew, knew Spanish stuff. Okay, because I thought they said she was Cuban. 
Okay. I I mean, I, I'm not going to say you're wrong. I okay. just missed that. Okay. I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But I I could have swore they said she was Cuban. But in the entire movie, they didn't say anything else. They, like, mentioned that one time. And it was like, <laughs> okay, we're going to cut, cut it there. And then she was portrayed as, I mean, let's just be honest, a white woman. Yeah. <laughs> she was portrayed right. as a white woman. You know, so. Well, Susan Sarandon was her aunt. Mm-hmm. And Ted Cord is a white dude. So mm-hmm. I just assumed she was white. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe the mother was Cuban. Maybe that's. Maybe that's where that. That because, could have been it. Because then, why would the why would the company settle in in right that uh, where, where, uh, wherever they were? Uh, it was it, it, it was a rendition of Panama City, right? That's what I think. Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying here, guys. <laughs> uh, but but I really think that if we took Jaime out of this film, mm-hmm. I don't think anything changes. Besides the ultra cool Blue Beetle effects, I mean, <laughs> like if we take Jaime uh-huh. out of this film, mm-hmm. this is a sitcom mm-hmm. for television. Oh yeah, and like, oh yeah, you know, with 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 maybe like a crazy adventure, mm-hmm. but like I felt that there was so much family that it made a disservice to the Blue Beetle as kind of his own thing. I see where you're going. I see where you're going, and I would have to agree with you. Um, if you look at any of the other DC movies, and and maybe Jason, this is something new. It's mm. under a new director, James Gunn. Um, the Gunnerverse. The Gunnerverse. <laughs> We're gonna be using that hashtag Gunnerverse. Hashtag Gunnerverse. So it's under James Gunn. Uh, new director. Uh, new ideas, you know, yep. uh, different style. Because what, what I was going to say is, if you look at the other DC movies, uh, family was non-existent. Superman has family, but... But he's an orphan. Right, he's an orphan. They're not really his parents. Right. And he's always the hero. Right. You know, one of them gets in trouble, and he's there to save the day. Uh, they missed out on that in the Blue yeah. Beetle. He, he, they were his backup. They were. They were his backup. They were, yeah, literally. I, I, I felt like at, at some point in the movie, I felt like, well, if he didn't have his family, he would have never got this done. Okay. He would have never got this done. Okay. Uh, they were portrayed that heavily in the film. Okay. You know. I uh, I, I have not looked at it that way. <laughs> I, I looked at it. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm... <laughs> I'm somebody who doesn't ask for help sometimes, so right. maybe that's why I'm like, oh, they just, they just, there were too much of them. Right. He could have <laughs> just done it by himself. Yeah, I, I think they were like but I guess thoroughly. Not. Yeah, I think yeah. I think they were thoroughly written into the story on purpose. Okay, that's how I think it. That is. And with James Gunn kind of being the the head of these this new DCU, mm-hmm. some of these themes, you know, are heavily featured in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, which you know he's. Uh, what kind of things? What, what, what do you mean by well, that? Well, like the the family dynamic. The, okay. you know, the Guardians themselves mm-hmm. weren't family, like, by blood. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, um, they couldn't... You've seen the third one, right? I've seen <laughs> parts of the third one, but continue, please. <laughs> uh, they don't get out of the first movie mm-hmm. without... Um, Star Lord dancing and um, other di- distractions, and mm-hmm. then Groot saves them all. Okay. Groot sacrifices himself. Mm-hmm. The second one, we have everybody coming together to get uh, Peter out of the clutches of ego. 
um, who, and then we learned that um, Zandu, Zandu, um, you know, the blue guy. Oh, okay. Who's like the stepfather to Peter. Kind of looks like uh, Batista's character? Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, you know, it's it's just like those, those themes of, I like what you said. Mm-hmm. He couldn't do it alone. Mm-hmm. He needed those people to help finish the job. Mm-hmm. And that that definitely comes through in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Uh, and even, I'm thinking, like, even in, like, the Shazam movies, right? Oh. Like, like I know each little Shazam person mm-hmm. uh, is a family member, but they don't get through the second film without their uh, foster parents. Okay. Um. Interesting. Uh, maybe, maybe I'm too hard on the family, too much on the family. But uh, lone it, wolf. Yeah. I, uh, well, lone wolf. Nothing see, wrong with so it. Mm-hmm. I guess this is why I bring it up is because mm-hmm. in the comic books, okay. the family doesn't exist. Okay. Right. I mean, like, yes, he has a family, mm-hmm. but like, uh, um, they're not in. Um, they're not involved as they were in this film. Okay. Um. But uh, it's interesting. I'm 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 kind of I'm like I'm like thinking, <laughs> kind of swirling it around yeah, in there. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, <laughs> any other things that you're you want to uh, touch on in this? Uh, well, actually, you know what? What did you think overall of the story? Uh, coming in having really no baseline, mm. were you able to follow things? I was able to follow. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you asked me that question because that was one of the things I did like. The story was uh, relatable, and it was easy to follow, man. Like, like I came in, I didn't know much at all about the Blue Beetle, but leaving the theater, I pretty much knew everything I had to know. Right. Um, which is really good. That's a really good thing for the for the universe for his character. Uh, you know, I feel, I, I feel like it builds like um, some longevity for him uh, because uh, the, with how tightly the family was uh, bonded together. If he loses one of those people, you know he's gonna go. He's gonna lose his mind. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it could lead into some interesting, like uh, future movies, future storylines. Um, so I like the story. I did. I like, and and I'm 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 a I'm a big. When it comes to a good story, I give tons and tons of credit to directors and writers and stuff because I feel like it's so hard to keep people interested in a. In a, in, a, in a movie's story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like that is the hardest thing to do because everybody loves visual effects. Yeah. The, the movie could be terrible and everybody, that looked cool. Right. Well, this part was cool. So visual effects, and, and, and mostly it's because of the day we live in, everything is tech-based. Yeah. People like to cool, see, see cool stuff. They like to have clips they can repost mm. or clips they can edit and use for their content. Um, so I love it when you can add those incredible visual effects to a great story. Outstanding. And as somebody who's read Blue Beetle for a while, I thought they were really faithful to the comics. Mm. Uh, the whole the whole OMAC project storyline uh, from 05 to 06, I felt like, they took a year's worth of story, put it into this film, and it was like, this is a great way to just introduce it to, to new audiences. And I felt they were really nothing was nothing was lost on like the detail or like, um, I mean, everybody knew what was I think everyone knew what was happening, 
And, you know, by the end you were invested, you knew what the stakes were. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it, it, if we get into a second film Mm -hmm. or another film that he shows up in, like we're invested in this character. Oh yeah. And I think it's a great start for what hopefully, uh, this gunner verse, this new DCU will become. Mm -hmm. And I have something to add to that, and then I have a question on the back end for you. Okay. What I wanted to say was, not only do we, not only did we know um, um, what he had been through, or what, what did you say just a moment ago? You said we knew um, what it took. Yeah. We okay. Yes. Yes. We we knew what it took for him to get to where he was, but then we also knew what he had lost, which is his father. Yes. Okay. That was incredible. Dude. Because when he lost his father, I think that was a really, really big moment. And I don't know about you, but I was sad for him, man. I felt for him, man, because, like I said, his father had a heart attack while he was going to college. Mm-hmm. And when you're breaking this down into a real-life thing, and that's what I love what movies can do. They can put you in real life. When you look at your father had a heart attack when you were away at school, they didn't tell you because... Not because they didn't think you could handle it, but right. because they didn't want to bother you. Exactly. That's hurtful. Even if it was done in in, in good faith. Right. But that hurts, man. Yeah. You know, why, you can bother me. It's my father. Right. You know, that type of thing. And then to see his, his dad go, uh, him not be able to save his dad or, or help him at all, really, in that situation. Mm-hmm. And then to see his father die of a heart attack. Right. That was hard to see. And I love that. You, you need those hard-hitting moments to yep. bring people and invest them yes. in your characters. I'm going to say that was heartbreaking mm-hmm. for me. Uh, in the moment when it happens, uh, his daughter, mm-hmm. um, Jaime's sister, is with her father. But Jaime's mother and Nana are, like, hiding mm-hmm. feet away behind the behind a truck or something. Because mm-hmm. they were being attacked. They were being attacked. And once the soldiers captured Jaime and took him away, the two women uh, get to finally go to the where the father is. Mm-hmm. And Nana, oh my God, mm-hmm. she goes, mijo. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, <laughs> breaks my heart, dude. I was like, that lady, you know, she's an older lady. Right. That man is probably in his 50s or whatever, but that's still her little boy. Right. And it's just, it was one little word, uh-huh. and she's like, mijo. <laughs> and I just, I was like, dude, that caught me. I yeah. was like, oh my God. Yeah, that was sad, man. Oh. Great to see, though. Great to see him deliver Great, that. great delivery, great mm-hmm. writing. Um, and it was just, it just, uh, it was just great. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, it's a sad moment, but it was a great scene. Yes, I agree with you 100%. Now, the question I have for you, you said that it it was true to the comics. Uh huh. Out of all the out of all the DC movies, would you say this one did the most justice to the comic book version of the character? <sighs> it's a big question. It's a big question, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna. I'm going to bracket this answer with movies that are <coughs> that that are probably within the last 5 years, right? Yeah. Cuz like you know, the Christopher Nolan Batmans mm-hmm. were a certain style of Batman. The um the um 
Superman Returns is a certain style of Superman. Um, the Keaton Batmans are a certain style of Batman. Uh, so I'm going to base this off of if we're talking from about Man of Steel to now. Okay. Right. Um, Zack Snyder's a great director, and he has his he has a certain look to his films, but they're not exactly uh, like the comic books because okay. Superman was really violent in those movies. Okay. Uh, which is whatever. It's fine. It's it's the movies. It's different. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Aquaman. Nothing. Nothing came <laughs> close in Aquaman. He, he wasn't as he wasn't as cool as no, he is Aquaman, in the comics, man. Aquaman was. Terrible. He, like, he just wasn't that cool. No, I just was. I, is 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 uh? What's the guy's name? The Samoa guy. What's his name? Um, Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa. I'm sorry. Was he too much of a pretty boy, man? I feel like they tried to glam him up too much. Well, I mean, Arthur in the comics mm-hmm. is you know blonde hair, mm-hmm. you know, well built. Like mm-hmm. he's he's a good looking guy in the comic books. Okay. Uh, I just I didn't. I just I didn't believe him. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't it, Right. He looked so different than mm-hmm. what anything in the comics or the cartoons have been okay. that it just threw me off. And the I long thought hair. the long hair and okay. then, you know, his mom is on like uh no, his father is mm-hmm. on the is at the lighthouse or something. Mm-hmm. And the mom was yeah, she was Hera, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's terrible, terrible. <laughs> uh, you know, the, trying to change for the sake of change really mm. throws me off. Like, I can't, I, I couldn't watch the Arrow television show because they changed so much from the comic book. Mm. I, changed enough that I couldn't, like, I, I couldn't accept it. Okay. So, uh, that all being said, uh, and I'm trying to think of, like, see, I don't, I've never really read The Flash. Okay. Uh, so... You know, you would probably answer that part of the question better than me, but um, Black Adam was really close. Okay, but I think they they really tried to like toe the line of violence with Black Adam. Okay, uh, so that was really close. So yes, I think this version of the Blue Beetle was the most faithful to the comics that I've seen. And they did add stuff like the family dynamic and uh, Victoria Cord, which Susan Sarandon played. Uh, she didn't exist in the comic books. Mm. Um, Jenny Cord doesn't exist in the comic books. Okay. Um, so those are those are characters made for the sh- for the movie, mm-hmm. uh, which were fine. And we're gonna need love interests and we're gonna need villains. But um, in Batman versus Superman, mm-hmm. when Batman when Superman takes on Doomsday, mm-hmm. those scenes, some of the some of the f- the frames that they shot looked exactly like the comic book. Right, and so I was like, "This is awesome!" Right now, the rest of the movie is questionable, and and mm-hmm. we can debate that as well. But that sequence of events uh, was just like the comic book. Okay. This movie, mm-hmm. we're talking from like the opening credits when they're meant to, when they talk about Ted Cord and this and that, and then we go to Jaime and mm-hmm. we go to the Omax, and it just I mean, it was, it, it, it was, yeah, as faithful to the comics and probably better. Okay, well, that's good to hear. It was good. It's good to hear that James Gunn is able to stay true to the comics and give the viewers a cool movie uh, to watch. I think that's a, a, a that's probably a fear 
uh, that these directors have. How do we stay true to, uh, I mean, the people who got us here, the people who are reading your comic books, they're the whole reason you're able to do a movie. Mm-hmm. How do we stay true to those guys and then also make it new, make it fresh, make it cool for yeah. people like me who know pretty much nothing about the character? Right. So that, that's it. That's, that's, uh, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, yeah, just kind of before we head out, I'm going to touch on the fact that we've been talking about it. Uh, so James Gunn is the new, mm-hmm. kind of the head of like the DC properties. Uh, and he's created what he's he's deemed the DC universe. This will be the new, uh, the new slate of movies coming out that, of course, is going to try to uh, go up against the Marvel uh, MCU if there really is a fight, I mean, there's always going to be a fight DC versus Marvel, but, uh, this movie is going to be the first hero of this DC universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was originally, this movie was made, was going to be made just for max. Okay. But then the studio decided that there was enough buzz that they were going to put it in theaters. And I think good that was, a, it was a good decision. Absolutely. And so with that going into the theaters and more people, uh, uh going to see it, or hopefully talking about it or listening to it on podcasts, that this is going to launch uh, interest into the upcoming projects. Because in 2025, the first new James Gunn movie will be Superman Legacy. And that really will be the springboard of what will the DCU become. Mm. Uh, And so there's also talk that if this goes well, which I think it is, uh, it... Uh, there will be a trilogy of Blue Beetle movies. So uh, this is really uh, the jump start, I think, to something special. And uh, how do you feel about that? I'm excited, man. I mean, because, okay, this is how I see it, man. You got some people out there who are Marvel fans. You got others who are DC fans. And then you got people who just like all superheroes. I'm an all superhero guy. I don't care if it's DC or if it's Marvel. Now, I have my picks who are my favorites. Uh, You know, like some more than others. But all we want to see is DC come close to the level that Marvel came to. I mean, Infinite Infinite Crisis or Infinite War, Infinity War. Infinity War, yeah. And Endgame were two of the best superhero movies I have ever seen. They were fantastic. And if DC could take a bit of that that fanfare, uh, uh, you know, just that ability with top-tier actors. I mean, you had Robert Downey in there. Uh, I always forget the guy who plays Captain... Chris uh, Evans? Yes, Captain America. I always forget Chris Evans. But he's phenomenal. Uh, you know, a list of great actors... Who they kept in the movies. They didn't rewrite their characters. They didn't, uh, you know, recast their characters. None of that was going on. So not only, and they released solo movies so that when they joined up together, it was like, here we go. That's all we want to see from DC, man. And we know they can do it. They they have the IP. Superman is top tier. Batman is top tier. So is Wonder Woman, especially nowadays. I feel like with what what they did, she's one of the characters I feel like they've been had the most success with. Is Wonder Woman? Yep. 
they've been able to push her to a height that we've never seen. Wonder Woman has always been liked and loved, but the way she's liked and loved now, I mean, yeah, way different. You know what I mean? Yeah, people go crazy over just, just the the no man land scene. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's, sir. It's and, iconic, and, and it is just like. They did that character so right. She's beautiful. She's smart. She's strong, athletic. Everything she is in the comics. Yep. So if they could bring more of that and then tie them all into a movie, what do you get after Oof. that? You know, you uh, get something big, man. That's man, what we want. We man, want big stuff. I man, I mean, you know, get on board. I mean, this is, <laughs> this is, we were talking when we were starting this podcast and we were talking about things that, Oh man, I wish we would have. We mm-hmm. should have been there when that started. Well, this is the beginning. Yes, sir. And and this is this is just a start. And I think, I think in two to three years, destruction reviews, DCU. I mean, we'll just just ride with it. I agree, man. <laughs> I, we've been here since day one. Since day one, man. We'll be here when that day comes, good or bad. Yep. You know, whether the review is good, like uh, the one we're giving for Blue Beetle, which, by the way, this is a good review. Me and Jason both really appreciated and liked the movie. Yep. Um, And, you know, yeah, whether it's good or bad, we'll be there. And hopefully it'll be good, man. Uh, So uh, I guess we'll kind of stick with our ratings uh, out Mm -hmm. of 10. What would you rate this movie? You know what, man? Because I, I didn't know anything about Blue Beetle. Because I wasn't expecting much because I didn't know about the character. Uh-huh. Um, and because of the fact that he was just so cool. Um, I think by far he's the coolest character they ever introduced. Yeah. I mean, he was just cool, man. Yeah, He was an awesome he's character. Awesome. Uh, I'm going to give it a solid 10, man. I'm, go- I'm going to give it a solid stamped 10. <laughs> yes, sir. All 10 right. in my book. Great movie. Awesome. That's, that is tremendous. Yeah. I... I, I really enjoy like i'm super happy uh that it it went the way it did uh it was presented the way it was the effects were fantastic and um you know my only my only hang up is you know the george lopez and Mm -hmm. and and some of the 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 antics uh, the antics and and maybe some of the heavy-handed like political things of just just calling batman a fascist what was that about Uh, i just i mean you know and that uh, uh, (laughs) i I, I don't want to rant on that but it's it's like are we you know if this movie was made for teenagers Mm. or young adults are we trying to like shift them politically through movies and that's a whole nother episode but um, so I would go, even despite all that, I would say it's a nine out of ten for me. Awesome. Uh, it 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 ranks in my top ten of the year, uh, and it's it's a rewatchable movie. It's an enjoyable movie. It's something that the family can watch. You know, if you have, uh, I, I think you know there are some like there are some moments like with the transformation and even stuff with uh, Omac when he gets transformed. You know, mm. just like anything, I mean, there. You know, you just parent, it's PG thirteen for a reason, right? But it's it's highly recommended. Like I am super uh, super happy that this movie was success, was as entertaining and as uh, faithful as it is. I would have to agree, man. Great movie, James Gunn. You're you are uh, 
you're on a good track, man. Yes, good sir. start. You, you you started off with a blast. Yes. <laughs> you did uh, very good. So, again, thanks to everyone for listening. Uh, you can hit us up on X at Destruction Pod. You can send us an email, destructionreviews at AOL.com. The Facebook Destruction Reviews uh, fan page is up. Uh, as well as, of course, if you're listening on Apple, Spotify, and Google, please like us, please rate us, please review us, and uh, let us know what you want to hear or wh- what you would like us to review because, you know, fortunately we've been seeing some good movies, but we're ready to destroy some bad ones. Right. <laughs> Jeremiah, what, what are you going to uh, send us out on? Uh, yeah, man. Uh, like Jason said, Please write us, man. We, we would love to hear from you guys. You know, we want engagement, um, good or bad. You know, we don't um, look down on criticism. Anything uh, critical of what we're doing, it, it will only help. Yep. It only help. You know, we're not going to fire back at you and right. hunt you down or anything like that. <laughs> you know, it's all fun, man. And we, we hope we're not um, hurting any feelings. You know, we're just being real. We're just being real. We're just at. We're just guys. You know, letting the world know what we feel. And uh, with that, this has been Destruction Reviews. I'm Jeremiah, along with co-host Jason. And uh, come and join us next time, man. Don't forget to ask your parents to subscribe.